three, two, one, and we are live. We are live this morning. We are thankful and grateful for another day. We are thankful and grateful for another day. And we are looking forward to what the God has is preparing or has already prepared for us in the upcoming year. But we also are thrilled because of what he has been saying to the body of Christ. Amen. We learned, we learned on um, last week about the kingdom and that we are citizens of the kingdom. We are citizens of the kingdom. We learned that last week. We, we learned that a kingdom has to have a king. And that king is over the, the country. He's over the people. He's over everything, all the territory. He's over all of that. And we also learned that there is no voting when it comes down to the kingdom of God. Amen. Uh, we've learned that. He is the ultimate authority, and there is no greater authority than his kingdom and the word that he gives unto us. It, doesn't have, it does not have a constitution or anything like that except the Bible itself. And that is what we are to go by as far as being citizens of the kingdom. Amen. So today, today, and I want to say before we get to today, on Wednesday night, <clears throat> the Lord dealt with us. Boy, he gave us a, if we're honest, he really gave us a little whipping on Wednesday. Because he talks about one of the languages that's in the kingdom. He talked about love. And we're not talking about the kind of love that man has, the earthly type of love. But we're talking about the love that the kingdom offers father i thank you right now bless your word in the name of jesus amen all right and so what we want to do we want to go to the last verse i think we did on on wednesday and we want to go to the book of saint matthew chapter number five saint matthew's chapter number five i want to bring this verse in because it was one of the key things key verses when we talked about love we know that god is love and he has given us a commandment to love one another. But then on this particular verses here, uh, there were some things that the Lord revealed to us that um, put us to the plumb line. And we found that we had a long way to go. And we really fell short. Amen. So in St. Matthew's chapter number 5, and we will begin reading at verse number 43. It says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. So that, that is what mankind says. We're supposed to love our neighbor and hate our enemy. All right? But that is not the laws and the rules of the kingdom. How many of us are kingdom citizens? I am. I'm a, I am a citizen of the kingdom. All right? Now, because Jesus himself, he is my father. 
But let's see what he says in his word. Now, we'll say we love, you know, love our neighbor. And then there's a scripture that talks about uh, someone questioning Jesus and wanting to know who was his neighbor. Um, But we're going to see exactly what God is saying to the body of believers when it comes down to the rules and the regulations of the kingdom. Now, verse number 44 in Matthew chapter number 5, it says this. Remember now, Jesus is speaking. So we're going to only speak what Christ has spoken because he speaks only what the Father says. Now, this is what Jesus is saying in, in verse number 44. He says, but I say unto you, love your who? Your enemies. Okay? Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Interesting, isn't it? Now, this is what the Lord said. This is the rule of the kingdom. And since we say we are citizens of the kingdom, he tells us we're to love our enemies. Anybody got any enemies? I see some hands up. Okay. But, but, but what he says is we're to love those enemies. All right? The next thing he tells us to do, we are to bless them that curse us. Can we do that? That's, that's, I'm talking about the kingdom rules, all right? Uh, and then he goes on and he tells us to do good to those that hate you. Anybody got any haters in the house? <laughs> but, but the kingdom rule is that we're supposed to do good to them that hate us. Can I get an amen? We're talking about what Jesus said, right? Amen. We're talking about what Jesus said. And then he goes on, and then he tells us to take out the time to pray for those that despitefully use us and persecute us. Now, that's the Father's rules, right? Now, the plumb line is a measuring stick. So the question is, is where do we line up on the plumb line? Where do we measure up when it comes down what the king says? It's an individual, personal question. Think about it. Meditate on what God said. Now, remember now we said we were citizens of the kingdom, right? And, and, and it comes to the point where it talks about, you know, those that hate you and those that despitefully use you, how we're supposed to respond toward them. Mighty quiet in here. Plumb line. Where do we measure up? But look at verse number 45. Verse number 45 in St. Matthew's chapter number 5. Now, verse number 45 says, now look, look, look at this. He gives us, he gives us what we're supposed to do as disciples of God. Then he says in verse number 45, 
that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Now, keep that up. Keep it up. Remember now, in verse number 4, in Matthews chapter 5, verse number 4, it has told us to pray for those that despitefully use us, that hate us. He, 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 he said to us that we're to do good to them that persecute us. We're supposed to do all these things. We're supposed to bless those that curse us. And to show that we are children of the Father, this is a stamp. This is a signature. How we respond to our enemy is a signature whether or not we are the children of the Father. It's an endorsement. Boy, I see some faces. <laughs> it's, it's an endorsement of citizenship. When we do, when we do that, when we, when we do Matthew chapter 5, verse number 44, the message of the kingdom tell us to love our enemy, to bless them, them, them haters we got, we're supposed to pray for them, those that, you know, that curse, that, when we can respond the way the Father says, it designates, it shows that we are the children of the Father. I don't know about y'all, but got some work to do, right? Can, 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 can we be real? <laughs> can we be real? Got some work to do. Can you imagine somebody cursing you out? And God, according to the kingdom rule, he's saying, you got to bless him. He didn't say put up and go one, two. He said, you bless him and you pray for him. Then he said, do good to him. This is how we are identified hmm, as the children of the father. How many of us, uh, the king's, I almost say king's kids. How many of us are children, children of God? That, that's a tall order, right? This is a tall order, a very tall order if we're truthful. Now, the next place God is saying, and this is going to get even tighter. That's why we should stay right there and praise on the goodness of God. All right. The next place is we're talking about, remember now, we're talking about the language of the kingdom. What Christ is telling us we need to do. The next thing he is talking about is forgiveness. One of the things that the language of the kingdom is forgiveness. All right. Now let's see what Jesus says about forgiveness. All right. We're going to see what Jesus says about forgiveness. Matthew, chapter number 6, verse number 12. Are we there? Matthew, chapter 6, verse number 12. It's ironic that, that Christ waits to the sixth chapter in the book of Matthew to begin with forgiveness. Prior to that, the fifth chapter, he talked about love. But he talked about all the other things. But here are some things specifically that we as citizens of the kingdom is supposed to do. 
He says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Our debtors. Now, what the disciples had done, they was asking Christ to teach them how to pray. So one of the things in that prayer was to forgive. We're asking him to forgive us of our debt so that we can forgive our debtors, okay, those that are in debt to us. Now, let's see, let's see, let's see now. What does the word forgive mean when we look at the metaphysical point of what forgiveness is? And we'll see what we, what we measure up on the plumb line. The metaphysical meaning of forgive is the erasing of sin and error from the mind or the spirit and the body or the flesh. It's, an er- it's like having a big eraser. Hmm. You're going to re- erase the sin and the error when talking about forgiveness. I'm going to go on down. We're going to see what we are, all right? Now, spiritually, that word forgive means to no longer hold sin against the person who has sinned against you. Where are we? <laughs> Tight, but it's right. Do y'all think I didn't get beat, get a beat down before I came? <laughs> yeah. He says now spiritually that we no longer hold sin against the person who has sinned against you. Have we forgiven everyone that sinned against us? Because this are, these are the rules of the kingdom of God. This is what Christ says. This, anyway, you know, Christ said to me, he said, Brenda, I want you to read everything that's in red. Study everything that's in red because that's what I, I basically himself, Christ said. All right? Now, biblically, what does forgiveness mean? For, biblically, forgiveness is an unselfish love. It keeps no record. Here we go. It keeps no record of wrongs, letting go of resentment. Anybody got any resentment? Ooh. And then it says, and giving up any, watch this, and giving up any claim to be compensated for the hurt or loss we must have suffered. We children of the king, right? We, what we only got one year. <laughs> did y'all get? Did y'all demote yourself? <laughs> did, did you demote yourself? See, we we learned on Wednesday that we had some work to do, a whole lot to do, because we talked about the love that Christ spoke of that we're supposed to have. Okay, now He's talking about the forgiveness. The biblical, it's unselfish love. How many of us keep record of wrong that's been done against us? I saw one hand. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for being real. Two, I'm putting my hand up, okay? All right. All right, okay. 
you never been down memory lane when you said, um, I remember when they did this and they did that. Whoo, I told y'all we should have stayed in praise. <laughs> should have stayed in praise. See, this is Jesus' word, okay? Now, you don't want to be compensated. You give up the claim, the rights. For the hurt or the loss that you suffered. We're talking about kingdom rules. So we're talking about kingdom rules. The next thing is, what does it mean in Hebrew, forgive? It means to pardon. That means you done done something wrong, but you got to pardon. And then in Greek, wow, watch this. In Greek, forgiveness means, or forgive means, to release or let go. You got to release it. You got to let it go. And we're talking about the language of the kingdom. And one of the rules and the regulations are, is forgiveness. All right? Y'all all right? Y'all Okay. You okay? <laughs> now, let's see here. Taking it slow. Let us digest a little bit. Don't digest, all right? Don't digest a little bit. Now, also, let's see where we want to go. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, we've done that, but there's two other verses that we need to look at, which I didn't put up. But if you have your Bibles, we're going to talk about kingdom rules. We're dealing with forgiveness. Now, watch this. Look at verse number 14, St. Matthew chapter number 6. It says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Trespasses. What are, what are trespasses? They are side slips. They are lapses. They are deviations. They are unintentional errors. But Jesus says, according to what he speaks, and what we're supposed to be speaking and doing, the same thing that he did, he says, for if, if is a very powerful word, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, then he says your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So it sounds like it's a stipulation there. If. If you forgive, then Christ will forgive you. Now, verse 15 says, But... It cancels out, but cancels out the previous. But verse 15 says, but if ye forgive not men their trespasses. Look at the, the language that Christ uses. Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's strong, ain't it? 
You know, if Jesus was on earth today, I don't believe we could handle him. (laughs) We couldn't handle him. We couldn't handle what he's saying because we can't even handle the words on the paper. But this is God's mind on paper. He says, if we don't forgive, then he will not forgive us. That's rough. I'm going to ask this question again. Y'all okay? (laughs) You okay? Tight, but it's right, ain't it? It's just that we've got to line up. We've got to get better. We have to get better. That's what it means. When we put ourselves to the plumb line, (laughs) it lets us see. You see, God's word is the measuring stick. And because God's word is the measuring stick, it lets us all know where we are. I guess I'm going to have to go out here and get the trees to say amen. Because human flesh (laughs) is not saying amen to God's word. Okay, if we are guilty of the charges, we ask for forgiveness and then ask God to help us. It's okay for God to whip us at the end of the year. So when we start off on a new year and we're citizens of the kingdom, (laughs) then what happens is, okay, I've got to do what the king says. The the word is not negotiable. It's it's, it's not two-thirds vote and we can change it. Mm Mm-mm. The word is the ultimate authority of the king. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. I told y'all I got a whooping before y'all did. <laughs> but 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 he talks about when we started out with forgiveness, he talked about, you know, the debt. And the debtors, you know, one that, see, we, we were indebted to Christ because of what he did. And he expects us to do the same thing that he did toward us, to one another. You remember I told you about that dream where I was, went to hell and I went down them steps. I'm just passing folk. And when I get all the way down there to the bottom... And I see this man that I knew, and I looked at him, and I said, what you doing down here? And he said, because of unforgiveness. Do we not know that unforgiveness will take us straight to hell? Whew. Tight, but it's right, right? True. True statement. Because as we end this year of 2023 and going into 2024, we have to begin to operate more closely to the rules of the kingdom. The Bible is the constitution for the kingdom of God. And since we say we are citizens of the kingdom, this is what we go by. 
All right. Let's give us an example. An example. We're almost done. An example. Now, let's go to St. Matthew's chapter number 18. St. Matthew's chapter number 18. Can't, can't hang around here on this forgiveness matter too long because I don't think we'd have nobody left except the crittles in the house. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, let, let, let's look at Matthew's chapter number 18. And we're going to begin at verse number 21. Sound like us up, up, us up here. It says, Then came Peter to him, meaning Jesus, and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Well, Mr. Peter says, to seven times, he's asking the question. How many Peters did we have in the house? They used to call me Mr. Peter. Not because of that, it's because Peter was outspoken, okay? But he asked that question, how many times do I continuously forgive my brother when he's sinned against me? How many times? You know, y'all, how many, you know, how many of us have said that to, you know, you don't have to raise your hand. Holy Ghost already knows. You know, he knows. That we've asked God, how do I keep on forgiving, 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 and they still continue to sin against me? Well, we're going to see what Jesus says about the matter, right? Our heavenly, our heavenly Father. Wow. Okay. Now, verse 22 in Matthews chapter 18, it says, Jesus said, Unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Compute four hundred ninety times. By that time, you lost count. He gives him an answer to his question. He gives him an answer. He gives us an answer to our question. All right? Then Christ, this is what he does. Verse number 23 says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Now he uses a parable to explain forgiveness. All right? Now, verse number 24 says, And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Keep that up, please. When he began to check the record, and he was bringing people before him that owed a debt. Now, this man that was brought forth, it said he owed 10,000 talents. Well, when I looked up to see what 10,000 talents were, it says it equates to about 3.48 billion billions of dollars when it comes down to the American currency. See how much he owed? He owed that, all right? He brings this man. He brings him before him, and this is what he did. 
All right. He has a huge debt. Now, we all have a huge debt. We got a huge debt. All right. Now, in verse number 25, it says, But for as much as he had not to pay, he didn't have no money, his Lord commanded him to be sold. Remember now, this is a parable. The Lord, his Lord commanded him to be sold. Look what he, well, look how it had to be sold now. His wife, his children, and all that he had, and for payment to be made. Had to give you everything. Family, all his worldly goods, all that. We're talking about 3.48 billions of dollars. Now look, look at the psychology of this person. When his Lord tells him, well, this is what's going to happen until you pay. Now, verse number 26 says, the servant, this is what we do too. The servant, therefore, he fell down and he worshipped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay Thee all. He's begging. He's pleading. He don't want he didn't want to lose anything. He didn't want to lose anything. So he cries out, and the Bible says he goes into the worship mode. But that rascal is a schemer. You know how you know, you know how it is when we say God, or maybe not you, you know, we'll talk to the other folk out there. If, if God, if you if you if you uh, let this slip by, or God, if if you don't if you don't let this happen to me, if if things changes, I promise you, God, I won't do it again. All right, okay, strong, but it's true. Yeah. Watch what he says in verse number 27. He says, Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and he loosed him and forgave him the debt. $3.48 billion of dollars. He forgave him his debt. Can you imagine the sin, everything that, that we were charged with, and Christ forgave us our debt? There's no comparison when it comes down to the dollar. But Jesus is using a parable. Now, what, 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 watch, watch, watch what happens now. He's been forgiven his debt. How quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. Watch him, watch, watch him, watch him. He says now, now we'll say anything, we're in trouble. Don't let the, the what was it, the popo man stop us or something. Or, you know, you get them bill collectors on the phone, you know, you know how it is, on the telephone. And we just look at the number. Lord, if you just give me a little bit more time, or if you tell the bill collector, if you just give me a little bit more time, 
And when it even comes down to salvation and time to get saved and get right, well, Lord, if you just give me a little bit more time, I, I, I believe I can do this better. See, we have to make the scripture personal to us because it is personal, right? Now, watch what the same person that had gotten forgiveness, look at what he does. Verse number 28. I want y'all to put, put, thank you, sir. Put it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. It says, but the same servant. Has God ever forgiven us of anything? And we're grateful temporarily for a moment. And then we turn around and do something different. Come on, y'all. Y'all can be real. (laughs) He says, but the same servant went out, found one of his fellow servants, which owed, that was indebted to him, a hundred pence. Pence are talking about pennies. So the one he went out that he going to make pay, it was very little that he owed the man. Watch what he did. And he laid hands. I ain't talking about no laying hands for healing. There you go. Choked him. He laid hands on him, oh yeah, and he took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owe. Now, he didn't forgot. He didn't forgot how much he was forgiven. God forgave him. The parable talks about how it was at a place where... The Lord had compassion on him. How many times God has compassion on us? And did we respond the way the servant did when he went out and he found somebody that did not owe him that much? The Bible said he took him by the throat. If anybody in here ever want to take somebody by the throat, come on, y'all. Y'all can be real. Yes, brother. They, they, they can be real. We can be real. If we do not acknowledge our wrong, we will never be able to measure up to the plumb line. And the word is the plumb line. Yeah. Don't y'all want to go back to the goodness of God singing it? That praise song. Because <laughs> that's what we were. We were in praise. Caught up. And God let us go there because he knew he was going to whoop us. Thereafter, we're kingdom children. Kingdom children, according to the rule, forgives. Y'all all right? Say, he yanked him by the throat. Pay me what you owe. Have anybody ever done that? Call somebody. You know you owe me this. Pay me. Pay up. Boy, it's tight. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. 
He's just getting us ready for the new year. That's what he's doing. He's getting us ready for the new year. He's getting us ready. Because there will come a multitude of people, so therefore we've got to be ready to have an answer to give to them. See, we're talking about God's rules are totally different than what man outlines for us. Because Jesus only spoke what his father spoke. They took him by the throat. Verse number 29 in Matthew chapter number uh, 18, it says, And his fellow servant, now look, he does the same thing that he did. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. He asked for patience, time to pay. That's what he asked for. But verse number 30 says, and that old wicked servant, we're going to get there. And he would not, but he went and he cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Now, how he going to pay the debt in prison? Do y'all know how much they make in the prison? Nothing. Very little. I thought he'd make five, ten, fifteen cents. Very little. Then put the man in prison. He did not even owe him nearly what that man owed, $3.48 billion. And the other man, just a few pennies, he put him in prison, wouldn't even forgive him. Is there anybody here got somebody you haven't forgiven? Don't ask me, don't tell me, because the Father knows. So we can't lie to the Father because he already knows what we got, Right? Oh, wow, wow, okay. Now, verse number 31 says, So when his fellow servant saw what was done, somebody's always watching. So when his fellow servant saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Do you not know somebody will report on you? Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we, you know, church folk like to wear these faces. We wear faces, but you know, somebody'll tell it. Mm-hmm. Somebody'll tell it. All right. Now, verse number thirty-two says, "Then his Lord, after that he had called him, now he called him back." Okay. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou, what kind of servant? Wicked. He called him a wicked servant. He says, I forgave thee all thy debt, 3.48 billions of dollars, because thou desireth me. He desireth for his Lord to forgive him of that debt. But he turns around and he does something different. Now watch what happens when we don't forgive. 
Verse 33 says, Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? In other words, you should have had compassion. I had compassion on you. Mm. Whew, boy. And 34 says, and his Lord was angry, walk, and he delivered him to the tormentors, tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. Look at verse number 35. It says, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you. If, there's that word. If ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother that trespasses, his brother that misstep. Hmm. Don't shoot me. You can put your gun up. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. His word is true. He says, if ye from your hearts. See, a lot of times we say things from the head and not from the heart. See, when we forgive from the heart, that means it's a spiritual forgiveness. But when we do it from the head, then that's a fleshly thing. But Christ makes it very plain. If ye from your heart forgive not every one his brother thy trespasses. That means Christ won't forgive you. Let me give you this last verse because I think we, we've had enough about, about now, right? Mm. Luke. St. Luke. St. Luke chapter number 17. St. Luke. Chapter number 17. We're talking about the language of the kingdom. This is the message from the kingdom. Talking about forgiveness. Luke, chapter number 17, verse number 3. It says, take heed, take note, to, to Brenda. Everybody else is, you know, exempt. But it says, take heed to what? Yourselves. So don't look over in somebody else's house. He says, take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass against thee. This is interesting. Interesting. He said, if he trespasses against you, he tells us to, you can rebuke him. He said, rebuke him. And then he says, and if he repent, if he repent, then he says, forgive him. You rebuke him. <laughs> and if he repent, that's almost like an escape clause. So don't take that and use it when we go out. Well, I'm going to rebuke him. He didn't repent, so I ain't going to forgive him. No, can't use that. He says now, 
You got to forgive him if he repents. But look at verse number four. And this says, and this is our last verse. And if he, here we go. And if he trespass against thee seven times, how long? In a day. And seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent. Then Christ's words, and he repeats what the Father says, is, Thou shalt forgive him. I guess it's time to close the book, right? I don't know if we can take any more. So that means we got some work to do, right? We got some work to do. We got some work to do. And the beauty of it is we have the Holy Spirit to help us. See, that's the beauty. You can't do it by yourself. You have the Holy Spirit to help you. But at least we see where we are, and that's the most important thing. The sad thing is when, when God's word is there and we refuse to see or accept where we are. 